Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the Roughed Up Podcast. My name is Wesley. I'm joined by Matt Armstrong, Mike Roy, and Tim Enriquez, as always. Yo, what's up, guys? It's a pleasure. Week 11, love it. It's a pleasure to be joining you late on this this Tuesday evening to make our Week 11 selections. Uh, But before we get started, uh, I wanted to, you know, kick it over to Tim. We've got... uh, Got our favorite oh, segment yes. of the week, Tim's tantrums. Tim, tell Tim, what, what, do you, what do you think about the the? Well, first, I want to talk about I want to talk about the Niners this week. Niners uh, going down at the Blowing hands of, <laughs> of Eli Manning and the uh, the vaunted New York Giants. Your hmm. boy, you know Joe Joe Montana Mullins had a, a, a little, <laughs> little rougher game than his debut. Uh, the thoughts on thoughts on the performance of uh, San Francisco's well, minus. I, I I just uh, pretty pretty normal. Uh, Niners basically taking care of business for three quarters and not managing to finish off the game. That, that's <laughs> been the season, the entire season. I'm basically being able to play for three quarters and the fourth quarter comes along and they fall apart. If you had to put uh, a, a, a slogan on a t-shirt for this team, what would it be? We can't finish games. <laughs> <laughs> it. That would be a great t-shirt. I'll buy it. I'd buy that too. <laughs> <laughs> That was great. That, that, that's it. That's literally it. Literally, they play <laughs> tight for three quarters, and the fourth quarter comes along, their defense falls apart, they forget to cover probably top, uh, well, the top three receiver in the league in OBJ. They literally forgot he was there. <laughs> like, how is that even possible? Yeah, well, so did Eli Manning. <laughs> yeah, right. He, he missed him, too. Hey, welcome and to then, episode 25 of the We Can't Finish Games podcast. My name is Wesley, joined by... <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, how does that even happen? Well, how do you uh, lose to that team, Tim? Tell me about Eli Manning. Uh, your take on... He, he, your Eli take looked on... like Eli. Uh, I mean, he didn't do anything special in that game. He struggled pretty much the entire game. I mean, the Niners didn't put any pass rush. They had one sack the entire game. They probably only had a handful of pressures. Uh, that's... The Niners need a pass rusher and that's clear and evident in every single game that they play other than against the Raiders because the Raiders are the worst team in football but every other Haven't game they drafted like D line like three years in a row yeah but they don't drop a pass rusher they draft they draft in in the trenches linemen like that's not gonna help that can help your pass rush DeForest Buckner he, he pushes he pushes the line of scrimmage he's been great this year he really has been, but the problem is Eric Armstead is basically non-existent. Listen, to be Song, fair, they're Song. chasing down the, the NFL's sixth leading all-time passer, Eli Manning, a very mobile threat, so I think you should probably yeah. lay off. Oh, yeah. Come a little slack. He, he, he probably <laughs> runs a 5-4-40 at this point. <laughs> Tim, do you think you could outrun Eli Manning? Probably. I, I mean, I, I, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> at this point in his career, you think he's faster than me right now? He's an yeah. NFL quarterback. He's an NFL quarterback. He's just sitting at a desk all day. <laughs> uh, I think I can run faster in a 5-2, 5-3 right now. Okay. All right. Well, uh, you know, I think we should have, like, an end of end of your podcast and stream it live and have us, like, just try to live up run to all 40. these challenges. Yeah. The Olympics. See if we the can actually hand off effectively, like, without fumbling. See if we can run. <laughs> <laughs> we can run a 5-4, a 40. <laughs> I mean, oh. what was it? Uh, Rich Eisen ran a five-five last year, so I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm faster than Rich Eisen. Isn't Rich Eisen like a wide receiver? Rich Eisen? 
Wasn't so, he a wide receiver in like college or something? I have no clue, but all I know is that watching that guy run in a suit is rough, especially hmm. when they have they have him run <laughs> against defensive linemen who are three hundred and thirty pounds, and he still loses. They like do the tail of the tape, and they like have them running side by side. He was not yeah. in. He was not a college football player. <sighs> Alas. Oh, that's fantastic. So. Mullins, are we reevaluating? He's now he's got to be. No, I, is he I, I, probably I like so. one notch below Montana now? Maybe next to Young, <laughs> or are we talking about more like a YA Tittle? Uh, I mean, it, it's it's clear it's clear that the Niners need receivers. Uh, like Kittle, Kittle is a beast. Like he is probably he's a top two tight end right now. Who I, are I'd the top two tight ends? Kelsey, probably Kelsey and, and Kittle right now. So you're taking never, Kittle, you're, you're, you know, you've got your, your, uh, friends and your friend, Eric your fellow, like your fellow podcast money. hosts are dangling from a cliff and, uh, you've, you've got pick one tight end and those, those are your two. Yeah. <laughs> I, I take Kittle and, and, uh, and, and Kelsey right now, because not only Kittle is a great receiver, he's also a great blocker. You don't have too many tight ends in the league that can also block. Um, Kelsey's a straight receiver. I mean, he he's a great receiver, but he doesn't really block. If I told you that there was a 29-year-old tight end with the highest touchdown per game, uh, I agree. Average Gronk, of any player Gronk in is fantastic. Was available? But, would you, you wouldn't want that player over someone named someone named after Kerry Kittles. But the thing is, Gronk has been hurt <laughs> half the year. Yeah. Well, that's. Let's assume he can play. Fair enough. All right. Let's move on to he, your other playing, team, Tim. He's playing. I'm taking Gronk. Yeah, but... all right, all right. Glad we're on the same page with that. Yeah, let's move on to my last week's lock. No, of the no, no. Week. Hang on, hang on, hang on. We're not to, to, to locks yet. The tantrum is not cannot be finished without talking about oh, uh, the Buffalo Bills. Oh, yeah, so... my lock of the week last week. <laughs> oh, oh, that's okay. We're on the same page, actually, then. All right, let's let's yeah, talk yeah. about the Bills, then. And uh, go ahead, please. Tell, tell me about the, the fine team from upstate New York. Uh, am I starting or is uh? Is Roy... you. Hey, they're called it's Tim's. T- they're, they're called Tim's tantrums, not Roy's rants. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just start off with this was uh, probably the best performance by the Bills, but that's not saying much against a team that didn't have their starting quarterback. Um, literally, nobody showed up in this game except for Lashawn McCoy. Did any um, fans show up? I'm curious about that. Uh, the Bills fans always show up. Just... <laughs> I put that one on a shirt. <laughs> Todd Bowles showed up. Bills fans always show up. I believe it. No matter what the team is, they probably have the most diehard fans in the league right now. Those fans always show up. It doesn't matter what the weather is. It can be negative 30 out. They are in full force. All right. So am I to believe, looking at this game, that Matt Barkley is a good quarterback or that the Bills were actually a good team all along? Um, (laughs) I'm going to say that the Jets are dog shit. Jets three and seven, not good. Yeah, but they were favorites in this game. Bills were a touchdown underdog. Well, I mean, when you don't have your quarterback committing five to six turnovers a game, it gives you a chance to win. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> imagine that. And it was a uh, don't know which McCown it was, but he hadn't played in a year yeah. and a half, right? Yeah, he hadn't played in a year. <laughs> I mean. He had been in and out of the lineup last year, and um, and then he didn't play at all this year until until Darnold went down. 
But the argument was that he was actually an upgrade over Darnold because Darnold at that point led the league in interceptions. He just threw four, and he couldn't look worse. So if anything, McCowan was an upgrade in some people's minds that this might have been a better spot for the Jets at home. And there's not a lot to like about the Bills. I think no, just right. a, a week to just throw away. I mean, the, the Bills still have a good defense, but they, I mean, their quarterback issues are serious and they're going to be lasting as long as Josh Allen is on the bench. I mean, uh, and still, you don't even know what Josh Allen really has to give you yet. <laughs> I mean, he only has played, was it five games? Well, I don't think we can quite call our conversation about the Bills quarterback situation wrapped up until we we mentioned that the Bills have, have waived Nathan Peterman. And hold, 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 hold your thoughts here. Hold your thoughts. I've got a I've got a little special special thing for Nathan Peterman. <laughs> I will you. Oh, what happened there? Oh, what's going on? Breaking down. Oh no! Your tech—it's uh, cutting it out. Is that not working? <laughs> no. I'll have to. It sounds like his uh, the song is throwing pick sixes. Oh no! <laughs> that is unfortunate. I was really looking forward to having this uh, play through on the podcast. Perhaps well, I'll... it makes it makes sense when you're talking about Nathan Peterman. There's the song cutting <laughs> out. Yeah. The song gets injured. Peterman would have had a higher quarterback rating in his career if he just spiked the ball on the entire. But... Every attempt. <laughs> then that I, song. I, I, it's a real shame. I really couldn't figure out how to get the song to play over um, over the speakers and on my headphones, which is what's required to record it. So unfortunately, yeah. I'll, I'll figure that out uh, for the next episode. We'll get some we'll get some audio. Did, were you able to hear the song at all? No, we heard verses. like we heard like a a verse. Yeah, we knew it was the Sarah McLaughlin. Okay. I just want to make sure we were all on the same page and it wasn't just pure static. Um, yeah, I saw he something. Another to... job in football, right? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe coaching. As a coach, yeah. <laughs> a sports psychologist in ten years. Um, quarterbacks coach. Yeah, I can say him as a quarterbacks coach. I mean, here's not here's what not to do. <laughs> yeah, basically, he knows exactly what not to do. Yeah, he'd hey. be a great DC because like he knows defenses so well because yeah. he keeps throwing the ball to them. Yeah, a lot of ball control. He could, uh, he could be the new clapper. <laughs> the new clapper. I, uh, I, I will say, I did also see that uh, he, if if Aaron Rodgers were to throw twelve hundred consecutive interceptions, he would still have a better like TD to interception rate than <laughs> than, than Peterman. Yeah. <laughs> I love those kind of stats. That's fantastic. Twelve hundred consecutive. Like, just or like those uh, things, was like how much would Rodgers have to suck? Like how many picks in a row before he even gets benched? Yeah, on his own team. It's like oh yeah, we used to do the yeah yeah like the Mike Trout version of that. Is like he could be right, over fifty. Right. Does he get sent to the minors? Like <laughs> no, <laughs> no, like over seventy five. Like where do you yeah, draw like... the line? <laughs> over a hundred? Because his de- his defense would still be better than. His defense of a zero on base percentage would be good enough. <laughs> yes, probably. You could just make center field an automatic out, and I just still don't think it could support just the automatic out in the in the lineup. <sighs> yeah. Anyways, all right. Well, let's get to the lines. Quite a segment there. I think we that's Tim's tantrums, Roy's rants, Matt's mad, and and the West Side <laughs> all combined into one segment there. So lucky, uh, lucky week eleven. Yes, eleven. 
Yes. Let's get started with the Thursday night primetime game. This is actually a pretty good game, and I think this is one of those uh, winner go home types. If you fall out, if you if you lose this game, you're probably done. I would think, you know, looking at the division standings, and that's the Green Bay Packers at four and four, going to face the Seattle Seahawks at four and five. This game is in Seattle, and thus it's a three point Seattle favorite line. What do you guys think here? Tim, hmm. start us off. Hmm. It's a tough line for me. I, I I really don't have faith in either one of these teams. I, I do like Seattle's home field advantage. It's, it's natural, but, I mean, without the same amount of defenses that they've had in previous years, it's really tough to say whether they will come out three-point favorites. I, I, mm, I, I think I would stay away from this game after seeing the Packers struggle against the vaunted 49ers. Um, that was on like the road. four weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, it was it was three weeks ago, and <laughs> since then the Packers have lost. Brett Favre was the quarterback, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I really don't trust this this Packers team, um, and in a lot of ways, it sounds like they're they're packing it in. But uh, uh, oh, that was a good one too. <laughs> I was on purpose. <laughs> I was on purpose. So no puns on purpose. But uh, I, I think I think I will take the Seahawks just because of home field. But I mean, this game, I, I don't like either one of these teams. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't like either team. I think uh, the Seahawks. I had been trying to get back on that bandwagon. They've got some advanced metrics that seem good. They have taken the Rams to two tight games, but. Uh, hard to trust that team, and and I think the Packers are are not good, and they are they're a lip on a pig, uh, they're a lip on lipstick on a pig with Aaron Rodgers. I mean he's he's a god, no question, but they have a plus seven differential this year. That's the same as the Cowboys. That's worse than the Titans. That's worse than the Colts. Like that's not that's not a team that is doing a lot of things very well. They're four zero at home. They're zero four on the road. I'll take the Seahawks. Give the three points. Yep. I totally agree. Uh, yeah, I'll hop in. I think um, Seattle uh, only giving up field goal against an equally bad team, plus it's the short week. You kind of just want to favor the home teams, I think, on these Thursday games. Um, so, yeah, give me the three. That's what I'm looking to. Uh, I, I've been looking at, like, the every Thursday game for the season and trying to see if I can find a pattern of is there a home team advantage, is there a good team, bad team advantage, and I think the only two games that the home team did not win on Thursday was when the road team was just far superior, like the Denver Broncos going into the woeful Arizona and blowing them out. And then there's another game, too, that I can't think of. But um, in those two examples, only two out of ten games that have been the road team has been so much better that they've won. It's been, it's been all home teams. Um, so I think I look at just the spot, too, is that I don't see the Packers as being far superior here than the Seahawks. So to me, it's the home team is my first look, and then laying less than a field goal, or I guess it is a field goal. Um, the Packers do have Aaron, Aaron Jones running pretty well. They let him lose last game, and he, he destroyed. I, and you can run on Seattle. I think the Rams, that was their formula. Just, just keep on the ground. So my, my, my one concern is it's a lower-scoring game, as they're going to try to feature, I guess, more run games. And, um but the lead, the definite lean is with, is with uh, Seattle here, just with a home team facing a equally inept or e- equal road team. 
I lean home on a Thursday night game. Speaking of running, the Seahawks did a whole lot of that against the Rams. 273 yes. rushing yards on Sunday. They got to really feature their uh, their backfield. So should be interesting, but it sounds like strong leans on Seattle for everybody on the call. All yes. right. Let's go. Yeah, all by, the, the by the way, yeah. Seattle did cover a late cover last yeah. last week. So yep, yep, people yep. are people were hating on that call last <laughs> week. So I was like I was like, wait up. Ten points is a lot to give. Yeah, no. We I was on board with yeah, that. I was on Seattle. Yeah. Tim, just uh, one of those, uh, I'm the underdog, no one believed in me moments. Tim's tantrums too far. <laughs> we'll have to come up with some kind of sound effect for that segment. Um, so, I, yeah. so I can butcher it trying to play it through my microphone. <laughs> All right, Sunday Night Football. This is um, not as exciting as a – well, hold the line, hold the line. Do we not have a Monday Night they game? They flexed. They flexed it. Oh, they flexed it. Okay, so where where's the Sunday Night game? Minnesota at Chicago. Then where's the Monday night? No, Monday night just got moved. If you saw the news. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, all right. So So due to the field, so Monday night football is back in LA, but Sunday night they flexed Pittsburgh Jacksonville out, and they flexed in Vikings at the Bears. Got it. Okay, so let's see the Sunday night game then. Vikings Bears. This is a good game. Vikings three point underdogs. On the road, visiting the Bears. This mm. feels like the Vikings of last year versus the Vikings of this year to me. I like the Bears. Yeah, Trubisky's looked, uh, you know, it's like a coin flip. He, he's had some kind of uh, shaky sophomore year performances, but then he also has like a couple five touchdown games. Uh, but those were against weaker de- uh, defenses. Um, I'm not sure what the weather is like. Probably not very good. But, um, yeah, I like the Bears here, too. Vikings are kind of uh, – they, they, they can only beat the bad teams, in my mind. Vikings similar to Jaguars a little bit in that uh, had a probably better than expected or better than deserved year last year and now kind of coming back to the pack um, with a defense that has, I think, been exposed. I mean, I thought those were the two best defenses by far last year. And neither one has been particularly good this year. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I think um, I like the Bears here. The Bears defense has been consistent. Um, they showed up every week. Um, not always the offense, but you, you can count on Tark Cohen always showing up every week. And he's been an absolute monster every game. Um, and I, I, I really like the Bears here. I, I think... I think they'll definitely win probably probably by six would be my guess. Bears plus 94 differential against the Vikings plus 17. So pretty pretty big difference there. Plus 94 puts you in the company of the top five teams in the league. Um, yep. Plus 17 is, of course, uh, very average. Well, when, when the when the Bears are playing, playing really solid, playing good defense, keeping the ball, uh, keeping the, the, the sticks going, uh, I, they're tough to beat. Um, I mean, especially when Khalil Mack's healthy. Um, I, I'm pretty sure he's coming back this week. Allen Robinson came back last week, had a huge week. Um, I really like this team. They're balanced on both sides. Yeah, Mack had two two sacks this weekend. Um, the Bears, uh, who they, they played the Lions, right? Yeah, yeah. The Bears destroyed um, the Lions last week. It, it was the Chicago. first time. Yeah, it was the first time the Bears had. Won a, divi- a divisional game in like ten straight games. 
Really? So, yeah. So, yeah, they're kind of turning it around. I think when Khalil Mack's on the field, they're a different team. Yeah, they, they, had, that, Absolutely. they, they had that rare collapse against the Packers on uh, Sunday night in week one, which was pretty crazy. Yeah. What are we drinking? By, what are we drinking tonight? <laughs> oh, yeah, a little bourbon. Okay. Oh, okay. Keep it light. Keep it light. Yeah, all right, all right. That was one of the uh, – so I'm sitting in the parking lot outside trivia night, and that was one of the questions. And tonight was like, in order for something to be called bourbon, it has to have 51% of what um, grain? Oak? No, the answer. Corn is the answer. Hmm. Corn, really? Corn. Hmm. For it to be called bourbon, officially. Really? But we digress. <laughs> uh, to the bears, I think... I was on the Bears last week. Um, not so much as I thought it was a good spot for them. The Lions, I, I'm not sure where their head's at. You know, trading Golden Tate, that's kind of a disaster right now. And Stafford just got punished by Seattle, so their line's exposed. But here, like like Matt said, it's kind of Jekyll and Hyde. Like, you get good Trubisky and you get average Trubisky. Um, but he's confident, but it's like the defense is what's holding this team together. They dominate. Um and then you're just asking Mitchell to do, like, enough to, you know, not lose the game. Um, this, I think, is another good spot for, another good spot for the Bears. <laughs> I love that you call him Mitchell for Mitchell. Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> when we get to the Pats game, I'm just going to be like, you know, I think, Tom, I think Tom's, really, Tom's really feeling good right now. So go. Good week yeah. practice. <laughs> no, I just have a hard time saying Etchubisky, um, like a mental tick, so. I think you nailed it. I think you nailed it. But, uh, yeah, okay, so. Here, I think it's not a good spot for the Bears. But my only concern now that I'm thinking about it is the defense is strong, but what, I guess the big question is what's happened to Minnesota? Like, you would think the offense would be upgraded. So you add Kirk Cousins, you get two top 10 wide receivers in Thielen and Diggs. And Thielen was on a roll for 10, you know, for what, eight, nine, 10 straight games, but 100 yards. And like, so obviously the offense is there and they have weapons, but they're not putting it together. And my concern is I see them reestablishing that connection with Cousins maybe, you know, under duress, making quick slanting throws to, to Diggs and Thielen and sort of pecking other bears apart and getting these, you know, screens that go for big yardages. Um, I don't think they have a run game, so it's going to be on Kirk Cousins. And I, I think with, with the Bears having big back-to-back games, big wins, that maybe it's right for a letdown spot. Um, I can't fade them, though, more because I, I just don't believe that Minnesota's going to go on the road and um, and do anything against this Bears defense. So I lean the Bears. It's a weak lean, um, just because I guess I'm ready for an, for a, a letdown uh, from having them played so well. So it's a weak lean, Chicago. Vikings with the seventh overall defense still uh, by DVOA this year. Bears with the best in the league. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Uh, I believe that the Bears right. defense creates turnovers, and uh, I like and and Thielen is. It's fantastic, uh, but I, I, I don't think I don't think. Uh oh! Uh oh! Oh god! <laughs> Everything the okay over there? Got him good. The bourbons. Yeah. Oh my my headphones my headphones it'll break. <laughs> oh man! Uh, god, he's got so riled up by feeling. Yeah, I. He's I, feeling. I, he's feeling, feeling the feeling. I have a feeling for feeling. <laughs> 
Yeah. We've had some good ones. All right, so this uh, this game that got flexed out on Monday night, that got moved back to sa- Sunday? I don't see that on here. No, 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 that got moved to Los Angeles from Mexico City. Right, but where's Is the... Is that official? Yes, of this morning. I did. Really? No, I saw that too, yeah. But where where's the line? Is it not... I... So the line I saw is Rams minus three and a half, I think. Rams minus three and a half. Or three, one of the two. I think when the last checked, it was three to three and a half. Okay, I see two and a half on on OSG. Okay. Um, I think so, I got that so down let's, already. So let's pretend it's three. Uh, it's it's the Rams. It's the Rams hosting the Chiefs. Nine and, battle of nine and one teams. What a what a game on a Monday night. My gosh, somebody at ESPN uh, did some good things for the NFL in the last last year because they used to get garbage games and now they've got the two nine and one teams pretty pretty good here yeah, game that, of the year that's uh that's gonna be pretty interesting anyone have a strong feeling on this one i'll kick it off i think i'll start first um so when it was in mexico city the line which i couldn't believe it was the case was that the rams were a point favorite in mexico and when i guessed the line from my own exercise, I thought the Chiefs would be like four and a half point favorites. Whoa! And I mean, yes, and that's obviously way off. But I, I don't see how the Rams could be anything more than three. Um, I think the last two games have kind of not been exposed, but you know, Seattle just ran the hell out of them, and they lost to um, New Orleans, but they fought back and you know tied the game, crazy game in New Orleans. So they showed spirit, but they can be beat. They can be scored upon. This defense is not what we thought it was. And so how do you how do you um how do you take advantage of a defense that can be scored upon as you come in with the best scoring offense like in the history? Like, you know, what like top three offenses. So I don't see any reason why Kansas City can't score boatloads on this team. Um and I think Casey's defense has been playing a little bit better as of late. So I look at it as a mismatch on both sides that the Rams are being exposed. They've come back down to earth. Casey's offense is still rolling. I think they took last week, you know, to kind of play it safe against a woeful Arizona team to not run the score. Um, but I see this as all KC, and I, I think just the Rams have been exposed as of late. So again, I, I, I use this like recency bias, like I did for the Steelers Pittsburgh game. I mean the Ravens. But I'm like, I, I look at these two teams as of late, and I see one team rolling on both sides and one team struggling on one side of the ball, and that's the Rams' defense struggling. So the fact that they got moved back to L.A. is interesting because now it's obviously not a neutral field. It's home field for the Rams. But I don't think that really means much. Um, as you just said, Seattle just came in there and ran for 200, was it 13 or 270 yards? 270, yeah. Yeah, and now you get a better running back, like one of the best in the league, coming in on an offense that can do all these crazy schemes and, and dial up some crazy runs. So... I see this as all KC, and that's was and and I kind of worried that because I feel so strongly about this that obviously maybe I'm blindsided by some other facts. So I don't know how you guys see this, but I love I, KC. I, I will say the whole time you were speaking, I was thinking that every point that you're making, we could flip those teams because I feel like they yeah, are so similar. You know, you they said are. one of the best running backs in the game. I would say the Rams, yeah, true, the best true. running back in the game, coming in the game. game. Yep. Uh, to run against that sorry ass Kansas City defense, so. It's interesting. Two teams that, I, yeah, I, th- I see them as very similar. So I think the, you know, if we're saying mm. the line's three and it's that's home field, that seems fair to me. I mean, they both have, you know, top tier offenses. They both have defenses that struggle, um, but but at the same time have some ability to make plays. Um, I think they're both, you know, 
I'd say that the, the record says it all. Like this is a coin flip to me on a neutral field. Um, and, and if it's three in, in LA, that, that seems fair. I, I, t- I totally agree with both those points. Uh, I mean, you can, you, you can, it easily could be a blowout on your side. I mean, if Mahomes ever struggles, I mean, he still hasn't struggled at all this year. If he ever struggles, it easily could be a blowout in the Rams' favor. Um, and easily could be a blowout on the other side. I mean, if the Rams struggle to score on offense, this easily could be a 30-13 to 13 game. So we really, we really can't tell. This really is a coin flip. Yeah, I think this is a stay-away game. The, the line is right where it should be. It's going to be a good game. I think it's, yeah, high offense, uh, you know, porous defense. Just watch the game, folks. <laughs> all right. just enjoy enjoy the game so, so did all of you take arizona and the points last week getting 17 points i did we talked about that yeah 17 yeah. was too much in nfl it was but i think it's interesting that i took kc just for lack of uh, for not wanting to back off this this kc train but the fact that i even you know like i think some other betters and people that i i, I listen to on other shows that they Whoa, other shows? I'm sorry, yeah. But, <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. So, but the fact that Casey can even be <laughs> talked about is like, oh, there's 17-point favorites like that. That, to me, speaks that that team is so much... That, 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 that That's a better team right now than, than the Rams. Weren't the Rams just favored by 17 like two weeks ago? Uh, yeah, I think so, against the, against the Cardinals. The Cardinals. Yeah, so similar, similar. A lot of, a lot of parallels. We'll mm. see, we'll see how it shakes out. But uh, yeah, certainly two teams that should, should have. No it was like, it was like points. fifteen or sixteen and a half mm. against the, against the Cardinals. Mm. All right. Well, let's get to individual picks. What say you? We'll start uh, off with. Uh, we'll start Tim. Tim, I heard you. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I like the Steelers here against the Jaguars. They're getting six. Um, I think the Steelers giving are, six. Yeah, I, I mean they're giving giving six. Um, they're giving six against the Jaguars. I, I think the Steelers are hitting their stride right now. Um, they look great on both sides of the ball, especially last week. They absolutely dominated the Panthers. Um, and uh, I really like the Steelers here. Steelers thoughts on this one, guys? They look unstoppable right now. Mm-hmm. I like that side too. Mm. I was I leaning for that as my pick. This is for sure the Jags. If they're not done, if they lose this game, they're done. Yeah. Three and six. Yeah. It's it's really one of those last you, uh, do, last stands. Do Do you think um Blake's last Bortles stand? Keep, do you think Bortles <laughs> can keep up with with Roethlisberger uh, as hot as he is right now? No, no way. I don't. Well, they have Leonard Fournette back. But they That's have Leonard yeah, Fournette back. I think, I think the game plan changes with him. They also oh, have shown. They've also shown they can beat that team. They slammed them twice last year. Um, it's true. In important games, so I I would buy low here. I think I, I I believe in the Steelers. I think they could very well be in the AFC Championship game, but uh, I think this is this their stock really couldn't be higher, and I think this is the time to take a couple extra points. A, a six point. I know the Jags aren't the team from last year, but they getting six at home against the team that. Uh, you know, I think the Steelers are the very good version of the Packers, and and that's that's pretty good. 
but uh, six on the road against a, a team that still has people who are, you know, a play away from or a few plays away from a Super Bowl team, I, I'll take the Jags and the points. All right. Well, just uh, agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyone else on this one? I, I lean Pittsburgh just because why stop a, a good thing? Like you said, they're rolling. Um, I agree with you on Jacksonville that this is their last stand. I thought last week was kind of their last stand too. Yeah. A division game um, against a weak opponent that they've dominated. So a very similar sort of theme. Like they've beat this opponent very well recently and, and they get Fournette back and they still couldn't do it. So as much as they can run the ball and they still have the game down, Big Ben and, and all those weapons can, can score at will. And I just don't think that Bortles will be in a position to be leading or if the game is in you know Bortles' hands, like he has to win it in the fourth quarter. That's where I'm obviously hesitant to back that. I mean, yeah. he, if, they, if they fall behind, they're going to throw the ball 30 times. Do you trust Bortles throwing Bortles, the ball 30 no. times? No, 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 no. I don't. No way. Did you, uh, when you gamble, are you a let it ride kind of guy, right? Meaning, like, like, if I win, like, a morning game. Like, like a, you're, like, a momentum better. Like, you you double down, you fucking hit it, you're going in again. No. No? no. Oh, okay. I feel like your picks are, like, this team, four weeks in a row looking like gods. I'm in. I mean, I buy into recency, like, teams playing well, teams on a roll, teams know how to win. Because, like, there's a feeling, like, in the locker room, like, you know, for the Giants, like, that long plane right home after beating the Niners. Like, sure. like even Manning said, like, it's going to be a different feeling, and I think that I think that's a factor, like a non-zero factor for a yeah. team. Um, I don't know if it, if it, you know for handicapping if it means anything, but I I do tend to I guess put a little more faith into like recency bias and teams on a roll. Fair enough. Um, especially because last week I thought what, what was Jacksonville's big game to come back and, and make a stand, and they didn't. So it's uh, yeah, it's it's hard to back them again in an, uh, another good spot like that. The numbers from last year, Jaguars 30, Steelers 9, Blake Bortles only had to throw 14 passes. Leonard Fournette ran for 181 yards and two TDs in that game. And then, of course, the playoff game, the Jags jump out to a monstrous start. Uh, I believe they were up 21-0 at one point in the second quarter. Ended up hanging on to win 45-42 behind only 26 passes from Blake Bortles, but three, three TDs from Leonard Fournette. So should be interesting to see He's what good. happens there. All right. Army, you got, a, you got a game you like here? Uh, Yeah, pretty much the only uh, counter I have for the Steelers is um, that I, I, I like the Panthers against the Lions. They're uh, giving four on the road. Um, a long week, kind of a game letdown, but a Thursday night on the road against like a, a good team. I think we were going into that week thinking that both teams were – on highs and you know was going to be a good game turned out into a uh, not so much but uh the lions are done they i guess decided to sell <laughs> mid-year <laughs> and uh they were riding like a hot streak like i don't know why they were selling there that's <laughs> they, an odd move to me too they they had won like two good games in a row mm. they beat the dolphins on the road they beat them handedly on the road I, I mean, they would look like they were just coming back, and then they they get rid of their best offensive weapon. Like it makes no sense. And from like what I know is like Tate was like a clubhouse leader, so like that's got to also hit your team morale. So 
I'm going to sell with the Lions for a while. And I think the Panthers are still a good team. They are a good team. I, I, last week, the Steelers are riding high. Tough spot, um, yeah. Yeah, it's a tough spot. All right. All right, so for my game, um, I'm going to go to our nation's capital. And I'm going to take the Washington Redskins give, uh, getting three points as a home underdog against the Houston Texans. This one seems very far off to me. I, I guess people are believing in the Texans now. Uh, both teams, six and three. Texans have uh, came on strong after a bad start, but I, I still don't really buy into that team. And, and I think the Skins at home, um, they can stop this, what is it, a six-game win streak for the Texans. They've Texans haven't played a, t- a real team in, uh, I guess, the, probably the Colts are the only respectable team in their last six games. They beat them 37-34. Uh, I mean, but, I mean uh, the Colts, I don't even really claim them as respectable. I think they're a playoff mm-hmm. team. Really? The Colts, they're 4-5. and five. I mean, they're riding high right now. They've, they only have a they couple teams well ahead of them. They've played well the last couple them, of so. weeks. But, I mean, I the, mean they, they actually destroyed the Bills. Yeah, the teams they have to pass up, either the Titans, Bengals, Dolphins, definitely not an illustrious list. So, I mean, they're... Yeah, the Bengals and Dolphins, they could pass. Uh, if they, especially if they get hot, they could... Sure, uh, yeah. They could ride hot and get in at 9-7. and seven. They could do that. Yeah, they're in that same range, though. I think the Colts the Colts are in this. Uh, but anyways, back to back to the Texans. Yeah, I, I'm not buying this team. I think they have uh, a bad division, and they've taken advantage of that. And Redskins also have a pretty bad division, but I'll take a home t- home underdog here. That feels like uh, way, way too much. I would say this is more of a pick em if you really think the Texans are better. And I don't, I'm not even sure I'd go that far. I, I'd say this might – the correct line to me maybe here should be like two, two or three uh, Redskins the favorite, so – Strange one, strange one to look at, but yeah, no respect in Vegas to the Redskins. I'll, I'll, I'll jump on that side. I like it. I agree. I think the Redskins are a little boosted. Um, mm. Their their defense got torched last week, um, but the Bucks decided to forfeit the ball like five or six times. Um, yeah, yeah, they had like I want to say it was like 500 offensive yards. Like that's not very good. Is that right? Um, it's Patrick, 406 passing yards in a game where they scored three, and, three points. And three points. Yeah. Yep. They, yeah, they turned it over, like, yeah, at least, I think, five times. So, they're, they're kind of a paper tiger, the, the Redskins. So, kind of, kind of uh, similar to the Texans. But, yeah, you're a home, home dog. That's kind of, I don't know. I just want to stay away. These are two ugly teams. I th- the Redskins feel like, uh, I mean, it's his. It, it was his team too. But the Chiefs of uh, maybe four years ago, where they can win a low-scoring game against anybody, but if you can do more than twenty-four, you lose. <laughs> yeah, or you'll win. You'll win. The Redskins also have um, serious offensive line problems. Huge so, problems. Yeah, that it's kind of like a team that could get beat up by Clowney and Watt. Get counterpicked. <laughs> counterpicked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Well, we've done yeah. it. We've done it, boys. That's a strong performance. I'm using my pick. Through. Oh, you didn't? Oh, <laughs> well, I guess we haven't done it. I just leaned with the uh, with Tim and the Steelers, but that wasn't my pick. I see. I see. You you gave such compelling evidence. It's difficult to <laughs> imagine there's something even more compelling to you. I'm gonna give the worst pick of the week here. Just hold your nose for this one. Um, <laughs> Real stinker. So, going to Arizona. No, yeah. Uh, I. Um, how can you even handicap to... this game? 
What, Arizona? Yeah. <laughs> Where are they? The Jets? Or... I mean, those teams are bad. No, just on the bye. No, my pick, uh, I'm, I, I watched this game, most of this game, and then I saw all the second half and the aftermath and the interviews. And from what I saw, I love Odell Beckham now. I am on board with the Giants. <laughs> Give me the New York football Giants. <laughs> Coming home after a great win. Jeez. Odell. A like, great win. <laughs> a Get great win. The <laughs> <laughs> the the now they face Beat a the wonderful. Two and seven forty nine. Yeah. And now they face an even possibly worse team. Bucks just, just put up 500, 500 yards. <laughs> and three yeah, points. Three points. Um, <laughs> I, I liked what I saw from um, just from the team as a whole and like how they rebounded. And just like a lot of it came from what Beckham said after the game, too. Like his demeanor when he talked to the uh, ESPN crew, it was like really refreshing because, like, obviously up to this point, like he's known as like a, a showboat, a clown, punching, you know, like kicking nets, showing like. <laughs> Pouting and crying on the sidelines. Are you talking like, him up or are you roasting him? <laughs> no, like roasting him up to this point. Like, like that was the perception. Like a prima donna. Yeah. Like yeah. the the typical wide receiver, like a prima donna. But if you saw the interview after the game, it was it was crazy humbling. Like how he was just like, you know what? All that shit, I'm I'm done with. I'm like mentoring young. I'm like mentoring kids on the team now. I'm taking a leadership role. I signed that contract. This team is invested in me. I'm buying in, and. I bought it fully. So, like, I I love the momentum, I think, that this team has now and 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 the attitude. Eli is still absolutely a mystery. Like, he can, he you know, overthrew receivers, like, threw balls in the ground. He looked lost. But he didn't get touched. <laughs> so, it, whether or not that was SF's lack of pass rush or the surprisingly playing well of the New York offensive line could be a combination of both. But if he has time in the pocket, he's still a good quarterback and knows how to make, you know, like, can find open receivers. So, Saquon is a beast. Like that, that inside cut that he made, like in the fourth quarter on that game-winning drive, that was nuts. So the talent is there. If the if the all line holds up, I like the Giants here, and it, it, I think it's a pick 'em, or maybe now it's New York minus one. Mm-hmm. I think that's a joke. I think the Giants are going to win easily here. Um, give me the Giants. Have you and Odell set a date? I didn't <laughs> get my invite yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Watch that interview. I can't You'll believe be surprised. you. will be shocked. I can't believe you're picking that game. That is, that is like it's an odd pick. Here are that's a confident. Here are a confident two. Pick from a confident man. Here are two hey, hey. bags of trash. I'm gonna throw them at each other, and one of them is gonna end up on top of the other. Well, I like that Bucks, one. <laughs> the Bucks did uh, cut their kicker for Cairo Santos, so that should Tyler be. Ken Zaro. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big turnaround for the team. Oh, oh yeah, of course it is. There's now there's some momentum. I want to hear about that uh, locker room speech. All I know <laughs> is like I one of my strongest opinions about current football is that they should just get rid of kickers. Mm-hmm. They're like, trying to. Yeah, like the kickoff. That shit doesn't matter. I'm shocked every time someone takes now, when it you out s- of the end. When you say get rid of them, like take them out back and just shoot them, or yeah, it's like. It's a useless. It's like the the sport has its numbers and stuff, and so that's why you have to have kickers. But it, the name of the game is literally football. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, they've been, so they've been slowly but surely like winding down the point of punters and and kickers. <laughs> 
they like they they put the what was it now in the thirty five, so it automatically goes through the back of the end zone ninety percent of the time. Yeah. So would you like the mm. like the old NFL blitz free selection? You can just click after a touchdown. Coach either it just says free or go for two. Exactly. Yeah, that's how it should be. <laughs> It'd make for a good spectacle, that's for sure. Every quarterback should be able to throw the ball eighty yards too. Has there been a kickoff return this year for a touchdown? Oh, I'm sure there has. Oh, um, yeah, a yeah. lot. Tyreek Hill. Those, those plays are lot, so exciting. But... That's why they don't get rid of it, too. It's uh, a yeah. spectacle. It's a spectacle. 20... It's, it's also the most dangerous 20... yeah, uh, sure. 22 play men, in the game. 22 men slower than our own T-Rod here. <laughs> running at each other at full speed, speed, you know, not as big an explosion or collision as you'd get if Tim was on the field, but not bad, not bad. Yeah. You want to see blood? That's fair. <laughs> All right. If Tim right. ran out of the end zone, I'd be shocked. Be fair, to catch that so fast. <laughs> oh yeah, what? Are you shitting me? <laughs> right, you'd, you'd, you'd take that thing back. You'd, you'd, you'd put a couple moves on. Uh, not guys that are running four fives at 240 pounds. No, <laughs> you good. Yeah, even for your own moment of glory. What if I told you there was a 50% chance you'd score a touchdown? 50% chance I'd score, yeah. I'd score or die? Like No, no, not, I mean, not die, but you would get, you would get, you would get, like, terry-tated on national TV. <laughs> that would be your, uh, our would only memory of you knee. on the, it'd be our only memory of you on the field. It would yeah, be one of those three options. You'd take the knee. You'd just be the guy who got to play in the NFL, and you took a knee. Took, yeah, a, took knee. a knee. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. You got to put bend, your – I bend the knee. <laughs> Tim, <laughs> Tim, Tim, I, I, I have to tell you, that that's why you didn't make it. <laughs> yeah, I bend the knee right there. That's why you didn't that, make that's it. That's it. I mean, I, I much rather lived it to play another day. <laughs> well, we got, we got it. Tim, Tim bent the knee. King in the North. As the bourbon flows. The king in the king north. The, the king in the north is uh, the, the king of bourbon. Actually, I just got a sweet shirt that says the north remembers. Yeah. And it's in the north. It's the north face. Oh, uh, I see. I like it. Now you've got your uh, finest, finest wines from the arbor. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> hey, uh, you did send that uh, betting lines on who's going to win the Iron Throne. At the I end. did. We should talk about that. And uh, Have you guys seen so this, by the way? I thought. No. Brand? Yeah, Brand? That was so um, random. Yeah, so What's yeah. Brand? 50 to 1? No, Brand one? is plus 130. He was he opened at 14 to 1 and it got bet all the way down to plus 140. He's now the favorite. 130. Um, Brandon Stark? Brandon Stark, aka Three-Eyed Raven, your boy. No, that's not going to happen. No. Mr. Way. Worldwide, Brand Stark yeah. is your favorite to rule so, Westeros at the end of season. Mr. Eight. 305. I thought about Mr. Why, 3000, Bernie Mac, Bran like, Stark, <laughs> Bernie Stark. The, a lot of theories are that there won't be a throne at the end. So that's not even an option. So Bavada is just taking free money. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, they've been kind of alluding that it's they're going to go to a democracy. And that's the whole their point. She's like, oh, I'm going to break the wheel. Well, yeah, if. You go back to a monarchy, well, what? That's not really breaking the reel. It's the same old cycle. Do you think that they would have um, the Electoral College? <laughs> uh, John's, gets the most votes. John Snow is second at uh, five to one. 
Daenerys is six to one. The Night King is nine to one. Arya <laughs> is ten to one. Shit, let, let's let's go one by one here. This is uh, no one's still listening, so we can go as long as we want. Bran Stark, is this the favorite, and why? <laughs> no. I no. don't understand no. this. Why would he be well, the no. king? No, he's not gonna be on because the Because the old, he, I mean, the old he, three are Raven was just a dude like in the woods. Like he has a different dude role now. To a tree. He said like, he yeah, couldn't like, even take role. over Winterfell. He didn't even want to be that anymore. So what is the explanation? Literally, here? he said, I, "My future is not to be on the throne." Army, you right. have read the books thirty times. Why is he the favorite? He's de- he's Deckard Kane, basically. <laughs> the uh... stay a while and listen. <laughs> I mean, Bran does have the total knowledge of everything that has ever happened, so that's kind of, like, good to have in your leader. Definitely but he's can, also yeah. paralyzed, so he can't reproduce. So, like, that's kind of stupid to put... Is know, that like, true? Do we know that? That he's paralyzed? That he can't reproduce. Oh. I'm, I'm sure he's not thinking <laughs> about being paralyzed. I mean, yeah. I, I mean... Were, there's sure, no mentions of downstairs Bran. still works. This is that scam we talked about for Army's fantasy, <laughs> where he wants I, to have a male order bride who doesn't, who speaks only like some Eastern European it's language, gonna, it's gonna and then be he learns like a... the language and pretends that he doesn't know it for 20 years, and then I walk in and he starts, and then it's she says like something to him and to sees st- it out. It's gonna be like somebody trying to start a fire down there, but I, I'm assuming it still works. It just. <laughs> He can't feel it. Start no, I'm, I'm pretty sure he doesn't have feeling below the waist. <laughs> oh, there are other ways to have children in this world. We can talk to Melisandre. Yes. Melisandre. Yeah, maybe she, she can use the magic to get it up, I guess. All right, so we don't think Bran Stark, it sounds like. No. Uh, beyond his ability to, his desire seems unwilling. He seems unwilling, and... Uh, unclear what his claim could possibly be. Um, not that the claim really means anything in this show. Jon Snow, 5-1. to one. He seems like the one with the strongest claim. He opened as the favorite. Um, you know, certainly has the bloodlines, has the name, has the magical powers. What uh, yeah. What say you? I mean, I totally agree. I, this, I seriously doubt they're going to kill him again. There's no point in bringing back the life to kill him again. It doesn't make any sense. And in terms of story. Um, so that's probably the most likely. Um, he does have everything. He now has the name Aegon Targaryen as well. Um, it, it just, everything favors John in this, in this scenario. If I told you that there was a Anakin Targaryen, uh, <laughs> son of John and Daenerys, and both of them died in the battle to win the throne and this infant was placed on the throne, would that interest you? Would would that get you some action? <laughs> would you go to the window for? I would for... like a Star Wars Game of Thrones crossover. <laughs> would, that would you be go? Very would you go to bat for that? <laughs> would be a Tigerian. lot more entertaining than what we're getting from Star Wars right now. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That would be an interesting transition if it was. Uh, that yeah. was the galaxy that was far, far away. Mm-hmm. Palpatine well, Targaryen. You have heard. You have heard that D and D are now writing a, uh, like pre. Anakin saga, uh, Star Wars, right? I'm, I know I'm surprised that they to learn that doesn't already had, exist. Yeah, they had a series that was going to come out if, like, the South had won the Civil War, mm-hmm. and uh, 
that got shot down pretty quickly by the libs. Two racists. Oh, I'm sure. Or two anti-racists. <laughs> I mean, I've I've watched uh, Man in the High Castle, which is what if the Nazis and the Japanese had won World War Two, and that's that's quite interesting. Yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, if if Nazi Germany and and Japan had won World War Two, have you watched the show? Ooh. No, I haven't. Oh, you uh, would enjoy it. You would enjoy it. It's, I, I, it's, I it's probably would. Buff. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I've been. I'm waiting for it to. There's been there's been uh, talks of it maybe getting canceled, so I want to make sure that it survives long enough. No, we got season three. It just got released. We're we're good. Okay. Yeah, it's it's good, but it is not as good as House of Cards, which is unreal right now. Have you guys? You think it's good? Three? Oh yeah. The latest season just got slammed. Really? Yeah. I I mean I haven't watched it all yet, but I'm um, six episodes in and it is it is really good peak. I would say. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, quite the spectacle. Okay, so Danny, Night King, Arya, Tyrion. Do you? Where's Tyrion? Think? Tyrion is what 12, odds to, on Tyrion? twelve to one. He's sixth, sixth in line. Mm. I mean, that's plausible. If both of them die, Tyrion would be next. I, I think. You think term. Tyrion? Not well. He and Jon Snow are close. I think if Jon and Daenerys win the battle, and they're like, right, "Who wants to rule?" Tyrion would be. They would say, "All right, like you can rule. We don't want to." Deal with that. They I guess it's that happening. They have said that it is a bittersweet ending. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I think Danny's going to die in childbirth. I think that's. Right. We already how. talked about that. He, she has twins. They become Jedi. <laughs> it's... Luke and Leia. Luke and Leia. Yeah. See, uh, the stipulations on this is really shady. They don't have like a, we'll return you the money if the throne is destroyed. It just they, says no, like, no. It says if there's no king, yeah, whoever's okay. ruling King's Landing. But what if King's Landing is blown up and doesn't exist? Do you get your money back there too? Yeah, it says if there's no king or queen. So, mm. yeah, if there's no king or queen, whoever whoever rules or controls King's Landing will be deemed the winner. Yeah. So, but if someone there is no King's Landing, there's no someone will own there. the land. Then what are the odds on uh, Sansa? Sansa is uh, just behind Tyrion at fourteen to one. Okay. I I I am leaning Tyrion. I do feel like there's something to be said for, hey, this was all a story about how size doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I could totally see that. I could totally see that being like a little curveball thrown in. I I mean, he's been whispering in the ear of leaders throughout the entire show. I mean, it, would it really be that all that surprising? But I, there's no way. What scenario happens? John and Danny die. They retire. And no, fly they just off don't on the want dragons. It. Yeah, they fly or, off on the or dragons. Like John, they don't or... want it. Danny's been like fighting to come back to. Well, they Romeo and Juliet and each other, because they yeah. find out. Well, that say say Danny died, okay, and John is by himself. Do you think John is gonna want to rule? He's grief stricken. He doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear him John. saying, "You do it," and he throws the. You know, the crown or whatever this is. Yeah, the crown over to Tyrion. It lands on his head, snapping his neck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so because how far? I, I really do think Danny will die in this season, in this final season. I really mm. do. Mm. What? Uh, how far down the list do we have to go to find someone who has zero chance of making it? Uh, Hodor. I I don't think there's any way Gendry can be selected. Oh yeah, I mean, what about Podrick? Podrick. Is he on the list? <laughs> <laughs> Brand of Toth. 
Oh my. Rain of Tara. That's interesting. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, Liana Mormont. <laughs> Liana Mormont. <laughs> um, I, I, okay, so uh, what about Sam, Samwell? Sam's Samwell Tarle. He is the avatar of the author. Could he pull that on himself? Oh, Sam from the Night's Watch? Sam you Watch? don't even yeah. remember him. <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen it. Like, I'm watching other shows right now, so I, I'm thinking about this. Yeah, Sam from the Night's Watch. So, yeah, the guy who's literally narrating the story. Yeah, is that royalty material for you? And that's how I met your mother. Have <laughs> 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 you read the books? I've read the books. Uh, Matt book? has read the books many times. Okay. I've, I've, I've listened to audio books, but I haven't read Wait, the How book. do you know that it's Sam's the narrator of this We're of the show? highly hypothesized. He's, he's a fat bookworm. <laughs> well, and literally, literally the beginning of the story starts out with the entire map from, yeah. from the, uh, the, the library, whatever it's called. I'm Citadel, what? Tim. Citadel, Citadel. The, the map, the globe, is literally the I'm opening. The map. I'm the map. It kind of feels like the uh, Raven is the narrator, or like that kind of character. Like, that's, you know, it's more like... You a, think it could be Bran as the narrator of the story? Lord of the Rings. Table? It's like a Lord of the Rings type, like, intro. Like, like here's the table set, like, all the pieces. It, it, it seems like it's more of, like, a third person, like, know-it-all is sort of just observing well, the is, whole thing. Is it Sam, one of those type of people, literally he just sits in his in his room and reads all day? He healed Grayscale and killed the walker. True. Some respect. I like uh, that Like there are mm, very debatable edge candidates, Euron Greyjoy, for example, who have the same odds, yeah. as, same odds as well, Gilly. Euron in the books is a lot different than Euron in the show, too. But he has the same odds as Gilly. <laughs> Gilly? Oh, Gilly. No way. Gilly. Yeah. Gilly. Gilly. Joram Mormont. <laughs> Beyond the mountain is the only one with worse odds. The hound. You... The hound is the same odds as Joram Mormont and Euron Greyjoy. <laughs> Dario uh, Naharis is on this list. Will he even be in the show again? Who? Dario who? Naharis. Hey, they left him in. Uh... <laughs> they left him. They left him in. Uh... <laughs> Whatever that town is. I left him at the pyramid. They left him at the pyramid. They left him in Jersey City. Marine. Marine. A lot of people have always speculated that Bran would be the last chapter in the book because he has the omnipresence and give you the last little, yeah, how is everyone everywhere else in the world kind of rap. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, he could be still alive, so. Could he be the Night King though? Could it? Could the last scene be him and the Night King's eyes merging, as he like explains or something? As he explains how he went back in time to try to stop all this from happening. Yeah, if there's a time loop thing, I'm I'm gonna quit. <laughs> You're gonna yeah. quit when the That's show ends. Wow, big yeah, stand. The whole like there. Harry Potter prisoner of Azkaban, like they can go back in time, time travel, all bets are off. I yeah, mean, people are coming trainer. back to life, you don't, and, and he can, he has shown, this is definitely one of the, like, powers uh, that has been shown, that he can go back in time and change the past, and yeah. that has that only been very, Bran, Bran yeah, oh, that's only been very lightly yeah. explored. Well, what, yeah. what, what crazy shit would happen if 
they're losing the battle, and Danny and John both die, and um, Bran goes back in time to save them both. And while he's there, he meets Who's Hugh. Ruling? He meets Hugh Jackman in a bar, who tells him, <laughs> "I'm not interested in joining your he's cause." Interested. So, like, these are all like really interesting hypotheticals. But like, if Bran had this capacity, Bran would have just been like, went to Ned and said, "Like, hey, don't talk to Cersei." But and, isn't like, this? But isn't this? Isn't that like train of thought actually like one of the big theories, or at least it has been for me, is that. Bran causes all of this by warging into the night into the the Mad King, which drives him mad because he hears the voices of Bran, and forces him yeah. into madness. And well, so that, he actually—it's exactly like a to Hodor as well. Yeah, so it's like a thirteen I mean, monkeys scenario. You guys know that? Yeah, story? where, yeah, 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 where he goes back and he actually makes things worse, not better. Well, he just makes things happen. Like he makes all oh, the stuff that's happened to him happen yeah. by causing it at the start. He started his time travel. Yeah, so. that's. Too sci-fi. I really even hate, yeah, hated sci-fi. the uh, time traveling stuff because it fucks up everything. If you could change the past, which apparently he can, I guess that's probably how it's explained in the books too. But like, if you could do that, why not just try every element? Keep doing of the it until yeah. It, yeah. It's like it's like what Doctor Strange does in uh, Infinity Wars. Well, you know. He's probably watched the classic film, The Butterfly Effect, starring Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> and he knows that if you keep going back, things always end up how they need to be. Let's wrap it there. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to episode 25 of the Roughed Up Podcast. It's been our pleasure. Mike, Roy, Tim Enriquez, Matt Armstrong, Wes Yee. We'll be here again next week. Good one. Have a good night, Thank man. You, Good stuff. <laughs>